in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is all about how to heal naturally from things like incontinence, diastasis, prolapse, low back pain, and mommy tummy. My guest today is Emma Bromley. She's a single mom, Pilates studio owner, diastasis expert, and co-author of The Pelvic Floor. She helps busy moms heal from things like diastasis and leaking with simple but highly effective strategic core healing workouts both in person and with her online courses. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And everyone that comes on the show, you know, there's always a, a personal journey behind what they're doing. So I would love to hear about what inspired you to focus on this part of Pilates. When you hear about Pilates, yeah. you just hear about, you know, stretching and feeling yeah. better, but you're really trying to reverse things that most people think are non-reversible. Yeah. So I, I've been a Pilates instructor for, I think, 12 years now. And initially I was just teaching it as a, you know, a way to work out. I was simply teaching workouts. And it wasn't until I had my daughter, um, she's about to turn eight, that I realized, hmm, something's not quite right here. I basically... It wasn't until I was two years postpartum that I started to realize something wasn't quite right because at three months postpartum, I felt great. I felt like I had my tummy back. I had my core back. Everything felt like, okay, I've hacked the system. But at two years postpartum, I felt like my tummy's getting bigger and people are starting to ask me when I'm due and I'm not having another baby, but I feel like I'm, I look pregnant again. I was experiencing leaking. I was experiencing painful sex. I was able to fit my whole entire hand in between my abdominal muscles. And I was like, something doesn't add up. And so I basically went on this journey. I, first of all, I went to see a, a surgeon. I had a hernia. I had a, a very big diastasis. I went to see a doctor about it and they said, oh, you can't, you can, the only way you can fix that is with surgery. And I was like, Oh, that seems 
not something that I would want to do. <laughs> anyway, so that kind of prompted me to go down this rabbit hole. And um, I ended up doing some trainings from some physical therapists. And it was like, I had done the, the crazy thing is, is that I had done a pre and postnatal Pilates training. And it hadn't helped me fully understand the mechanism and everything that was going on in my core and, and in, in all of our cores after birth. And so I went down this rabbit hole and these light bulbs were going off and I started to realize everything that I've learned up until this point is not helping me in this particular journey. The things that I'm doing in my own Pilates practice are making leaking worse. They're making my diastasis worse. They are causing me low back pain because I've got so, so much instability in my pelvis and so much you know, so much separation in between my abs that I wasn't able to like stabilize my spine. And I felt, honestly, I felt like a mess. I felt like a complete mess. And I just, I felt like, how can I continue teaching Pilates and teaching something that I thought I was so passionate about when I feel so at this point let down by it? So I ended up, of course, going down this rabbit hole. And what I ended up doing was I ended up completely changing up the way that I taught Pilates and the way that I was practicing myself, which is that Pilates is very heavy on the advanced core exercises, on the, the forward flexion, the crunch exercises, the sit-up type movements. It's very heavy on all of those things. And what essentially happens is we build our rectus abdominals, so our six-pack abs, which is a very dominant muscle. And when those muscles become very strong, it's, by the way, very possible to have a six-pack, but to still have a weak core because it's the transverse abdominals, the ones that wrap around your waist, that are the ones that actually stabilize your spine. So you can have a, a six-pack, but you can still have a very unstable wow. spine. And that's why I was experiencing so much like excruciating back pain. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I feel it's worth mentioning because I was using this analogy for, with somebody the other day who was saying, oh, I've got this big diastasis. I don't think I'll be able to fix it. And I said, well, first thing is stop doing all the advanced core exercises. And they were like, well, why? And I said, well, think of it like this. Your pelvic floor is the foundation of your core. It's part of your core as well. And the core is essentially a pressure canister. What we're essentially doing with a diastasis and with pelvic floor dysfunction it stems from a pressure management issue. So think of your core as being like a pressure management system. Pelvic floor on bottom, transverse abdominals wrapping around the sides and your internal and external obliques. And then think about your rectus abdominals as being like on the top, the top of the pressure canister. So essentially what you're doing when you're doing all the sit-ups and hundreds and five, teaser and all of these things, whether it's in Pilates or whether it's in, you know, the gym or whatever it is that you're doing, you're essentially trying to build the second floor of the house before you've built the first floor and before you've built the foundation. Wow. When we're building a house, we would never do that. You would never dream of it. But when you're building a house, right, whether you're building a one story or a two story, we're managing downward pressure by putting this strong foundation in, right? And it's all about, so like with a prolapse, for example, when the organs start to descend downwards, it's downward pressure. Okay. And so by putting in that strong foundation, we're managing that downward pressure, preventing that downward pressure. Is your mind blown? <laughs> yeah. I, 
Wow. I love that image that you just put in my mind of the focusing on what we forget to focus on the foundation. Yes. And I think what's so interesting is that as women, we've settled, we've been told these things for, I don't know, hundreds of years that you're a mum now, that's just the way things are. And we've accepted it. And it feels like we're just now waking up to the fact that what we've been told is actually not true. Exactly. Because I have so many women, I have so many women who come to me and say, oh, my surgeon told me I can't fix it. So I don't believe that it can be fixed. I had somebody hating on me on Instagram and one of my reels going absolutely ballistic at me saying, my surgeon told me that it can't be fixed. Who do you think you are? You aren't a surgeon. Stay in your lane. Stop, stop trying to give people false hope. Who, what, who do you think you are? And I was like, well, actually, mine was five fingers. I could fit my whole entire hand in and I've fixed mine. So I know firsthand mm. that it's true, Yeah, I, that it I can be fixed. I don't know why doctors aren't aware of this because even, you know, a gynecologist is not going to talk to you about pelvic floor or even know what to do. You know, if you have, you know, painful sex, you're having issues like that. They'll look for other things like they'll look for infections and, oh, no, you don't have a yeast infection. No, there's nothing wrong to the point where I think the doctor told me she thought it was in my head, but it took a specialist who specialized in dealing with these types of um, issues to point it out. No, it's a pelvic floor issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, don't get me wrong, doctors, surgeons are wonderful people. I think they're amazing human beings. I love them dearly. But I think, especially when it comes to surgery, surgeons, that's their specialty. Mm -hmm. That's what they're literally trained to do. It's probably what they're passionate about. So if you go to a surgeon and you say, I've got this issue, what do you think I should do? What do you think they're going to say? Hey. They're going to say, <laughs> let's do surgery because that's what they do. That's what yes. they do. It's what they're trained to do. It's what they love to do. They're not going to say, if you go to a surgeon to say, what should I do about my diastasis? They're not going to say, oh, well, there are these exercises that you can do where you can fix it naturally. They're not going to say that. Never. <laughs> Never. They're never going to say that. And so it, but, but it, it frustrates me that we, the collective as women, we've been, I guess, depressed when it comes to these issues for such a long time. Yeah. And then we believe the narrative, you know, we believe yes. the narrative, which is part like of the this, problem. This narrative of, oh, you're a mum. Oh, I'm a mum now. So if I pee my pants, it'll, I, I just won't go on a trampoline because I'm a mum. I'm probably going to pee my pants, you know, because our mum said that and our grandmother said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we become limited by that. Like we don't see the possibility. That's why I love what you do, because you give people the belief that something different is a different outcome is possible. Look at what's possible. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So I think your personal journey is all about your own self-discovery. That's what led you to find a different way. It's what led me to find a different way. And when I found, and don't get me wrong, it was, it was no quick fix. Mm -hmm. And it took me a lot of trial and error, really working out what worked well and what was kind of fluff. And when I finally figured out, 
okay, I think I've got the system down. I started to teach it to other people. When I started to teach it to other people and it was successful with them as well, I was like, I need to share this with more people than just the people that are walking through my studio. And it was, it coincided with COVID when COVID first hit. And I had been thinking for a little while, I need to go online, but it just put the rocket at me. Like, okay, now I have this extra time. Let's do this. It's time, it's time to get online. It's time to spread the good news. So on your journey, were there any specific people that inspired you to, to kind of push forward in a new direction? Because you had your traditional way of doing Pilates. And then to change that, you know, did you know anybody that was doing things differently that kind of inspired you? Like, it's okay to think outside the box. And, you know, I didn't, I was, I was just kind Mm -hmm. of, I think I was inspired by, I was inspired by my own findings, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, obviously I, I took trainings from some incredible physical therapists. I also, I'd done my Pilates teacher training with who I consider to also be incredible Pilates practitioners, and obviously, I'm, I was inspired by their work. I I'd actually, I'm trained with BASI, which is Body Arts and Sciences. They're down in their headquarters is down in Orange County, and the uh, the guy that teaches it is very specific with every single exercise. And I was really inspired by how he had basically broken down every single exercise, and when he'd put the exercises back together there was a reason for every single part of that movement. Like you're moving your, your hip this way, or, you know, you're moving this body part that way. There's a reason for it. There's an anatomical reason for it. And that inspired me to create a system where there was no fluff. Every movement that we're doing, there's a reason for it. And so that's how the Bromley method got birthed then, right? By coming up with purposeful so, yeah, movements. I, I just, I came to this, Yeah, I came to this point where I was like, okay, so how can I kind of take that concept of every movement has a reason and make it more relevant to us as mums? So not only when it comes to our core, so I I basically went ahead and I just discarded all of the Pilates Arab exercises that I'd learned and I replaced them with what I'd learned from these physical therapists, which were just so much more helpful when it comes to building, you know, strengthening your pelvic floor, building your foundation, activating your transverse abdominals, and no longer doing all of these crunch sit-up type movements. I also wanted to address things that are common in mums, such as sciatica and, you know, rounded nursing shoulders and all of these things that we experience in our posture from becoming mums. So it became kind of like a full-body full body experiment, but also like a full body method, I guess, where it's very specific to to mums, but also, you know, people, who, women who haven't had children, but maybe the aging process has taken a toll on their pelvic floor because don't forget that we lose collagen as we age. So the pelvic floor, you know, it weakens because it's also losing collagen. But also think about like, think about as we age, right? We kind of, our neck, starts to droop same thing with the pelvic floor right is the gravity like our boobs start to droop gravity is pulling the pelvic floor down too so whether you've had children or not the aging process still affects your pelvic floor and that is why even if you've not had children as we get older the incident of leaking becomes more and more likely right think about the billion dollar incontinence pad industry (sighs) For adults, right? We're not being told 
ah, but hang on a minute. You need to keep your pelvic floor strong. Don't worry about it. I've got this solution for you. You can just spend the rest of your life buying these these expensive pads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I read I read somewhere, I think it's by 2024, the incontinence pad industry is going to be worth 24, 25 billion. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, not if you have anything to do with it, because let's. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> let's get exactly. to work. Let's get to work. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. I love it. It's like the counter voice to um, all those incontinence commercials. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I know. The things we've been told. Oh, boy. I just, I just don't know. It's maddening. Isn't it maddening? Yeah. And we get these messages all the time. Sometimes the conscious, you know, just subconsciously, we would just think that, oh, this is the way it has to be. You know, getting older. This is what happens. Yeah. But not as long as I have Emma in my life. I'm going to find a way. <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. going to learn some new exactly. things. I mean, it, you know, you wouldn't believe the number of messages I get from people saying, oh, but I gave birth 20 years ago. Is it too late for me? Is it too late for me? To which I always say, listen, your pelvic floor is a muscle in the same way that you're never too old to start strengthening your glutes. Why would it be too late for you to start strengthening your pelvic floor? Exactly. So how do we even it's get not. started? Like, how do we get started? How do you get started? Okay, so the best place to get started, I do have a freebie. It's called the Pelvic Floor 101. And it will teach you because so many of us have been taught Kegels, traditional, oh, yeah. the traditional Kegels mm -hmm. has been very, has been very lost in translation. And the majority of us just simply aren't activating our pelvic floor correctly. We've not been taught well, right? And so a lot of times we'll be told by our you know, healthcare provider, oh, just do kegels. In theory, that would help, but the majority of us don't know, don't actually know how. Uh -huh. So what we end up doing is we go home from our, from our doctor's appointment and we go, ah, oh, I just need to do kegels. And what we end up doing is we end up squeezing and squeezing and clenching and clenching. And what that does is that creates more tightness in the pelvic floor. Now keep in mind that tightness and strength are not the same thing. Think about your hamstrings. When your hamstrings are tight, are they strong? No, they're weak. Exactly. Stretching and stretching and stretching, an already tight muscle makes it worse. So if the pelvic floor is tight, we do need to get some release in order to strengthen it in the first place because it can be very difficult to get any kind of movement in a muscle that's very tight. So we do need to release it slightly, but not too much. Once we get enough release to get some movement, we need to start strengthening because it's strength that we need in the pelvic floor so i have a, a free training called the pelvic floor 101 which you can access at bromley method forward slash pelvic dash floor dash 101 and i'm guessing we'll put the link in the show notes absolutely absolutely and then i saw something i don't know if it was a video or you talked about this little pilates ball but it was like very small smaller than anything i would yeah. think for pilates yeah. So I, so I've kept the, tr the two separate trainings. I've kept them separate because not everybody experiences the tightness, but we, the majority of us experience the weakness, right? Okay. So 
I've kept the two trainings separate, but if you are experiencing tightness, we want to, and the symptoms of tightness include things like painful sex, constipation, urging continence, otherwise known as latchkey bladder. You know, when you put the key in the door and ah. suddenly you're like hopping up and down and you don't know if you're going to make it on time, latchkey bladder right, <laughs> is a symptom of a tight pelvic floor. And so I love to use the therapy ball, which is a little bit smaller than a tennis ball, but we are basically rolling out the insertion point of our pelvic floor to try and get some release so that we can start to strengthen. So I'll, I'll pop the two links for those below in the show notes. So if you know you're experiencing any of those tightness symptoms, I recommend doing the tightness training first with the ball so that you can roll out your pelvic floor. But as soon as you get enough movement in the pelvic floor, enough release, we need to start strengthening. Okay. And how long is your training program? My, so my, my full, my signature training program is six weeks long. So I always recommend starting with those two freebie trainings just to kind of get that system down and get that mechanism down because that is at the heart of everything that I teach in my six week program. And now that's not to say that in six weeks, all of your issues will be solved. Six weeks feels like a manageable chunk of time. And when, and so my, my thinking behind the six weeks was I can get you a certain amount of results in six weeks. And when you start to notice a difference in your body, it will motivate you to do it again. But the more times you do it, the more the results are going to compound, the more you're going to see the results. But I want people to kind of get that, that instant, like your leaking should be fixed, for example, within six weeks. But if you're working on something like a prolapse or a diastasis, those things take quite a bit longer. But also, I feel it's worth mentioning because I do get a lot of questions also about from people who say, oh, well, I've been to physical therapy for my pelvic floor and it really helped. But then a few months later, I was back at square one. Now, that is because once again, the pelvic floor is a muscle, just like any other muscle in the body, right? And if you want to strengthen your glutes to get a nice strong butt, you don't do it for a few weeks at the gym and then go, oh, well, I've got the bus I wanted now. Now I'm going to stop. You keep doing it. And that's why if you've ever had success with your pelvic floor in the past and then all of a sudden you're back at square one, it's because you need to be consistent with it. Yeah. And I think also when you go to pelvic floor therapy, they're doing some manual, like they're manually doing some things for you. So like you said, if you're not doing some stretching on your own, then you're automatically going to go right back. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be consistent with it. Okay. Any final advice for the listeners? Any tips for anybody struggling with any problems that you mentioned and they're not, they've lost hope? Like what message do you have for them? There is always hope and it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. It is never too late to start. Okay. And our listeners can find you on Instagram, right? And then you have your website. Are you also on YouTube? Not really, but I need to be. <laughs> That's, it's, on, it's, on, it's on my to-do list. It's on my to-do list. I really, I really need to do that. Um, but yeah, the main, the main place that I am is really the only place I hang out is Instagram, which is at Bromley Method. Okay, at Bromley Method. Oh, Emma, it took a long time for us to get to this point. I'm so grateful that you were here today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. All this information um, hopefully will help some women who have been struggling. You've given them more than hope. You've given them a belief that healing is possible. So thank you. 
Thank you for helping me spread the word. All right. That's it for today's show. Please subscribe and write us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.